O Savan Guru Kripal, O Giver, the merciful to the poor ones, we have kept our hopes on you. You yourself protect our souls. This is the Bhajan Savan Guru Kripalji on page 211. Giving us your support, you protect us. You make us attached to your feet. We have wandered in many bodies. Please cut our snare of 84 lakhs births. The snare of Maya has been cast on our mind. Only your support is left. We have destroyed all the sandcastles. Oh, merciful to the poor ones, give us your support. We are the sinners full of faults. We are the poor souls who are trapped very badly. You are the owner. We are your disciples. Please protect us yourself. We are yours, but we are surrounded by the sins. Whether we are good or bad, we are only yours. Oh, beloved, Ajayb makes this request. Listen, O Satguru Kripalji. O Sawan Guru Kripal, O giver, the merciful to the poor ones, we have kept our hopes on you. You yourself protect our souls. Bhajan of Sanchi on page 211. Sada kata do charasi, 
Merciful to the poor ones, we have kept our hopes on you. You yourself protect our souls. Our next budget is on page 254. Gracious Sawan has caused the drizzle to shower. At least come out in this intoxicating weather and see. This is the budget Sawan Dayalanu Rimajim Malaye on page 254. In the sky there are colorful swings. At least set the swing of love to its peak and see. Understand the melody of the song sung by the cuckoo. At least sing one song of love and see. You will get the happiness of heaven here itself. At least come under the shade of the hair and see. I'll make you drink through the cups of eyes. At least exchange your glance with me and see. I'll write my whole life in your name. At least for once get in love with me and see. I'll keep you hidden in my eyelashes. At least come into the courtyard of my heart and see. Today the nectar is showering from the skies. At least create the yearning for once and see. Coming into the intoxication of the month of Samhain, at least shoot the arrows of your glance and see. The jab has become yours for no cost. At least for once you try me and see. Gracious Samhain has caused the drizzle to shower. At least come out in this intoxicating weather and see. Bajan of Sanchi on page 254. Sawan de alune, 
Rimaji Malahi Tumosongi Leche Aketa Deka Sawande Alune Rimaji Malahi Tumosongi Sata Sata Rangian Ambarante Pigane Sata Sata Rangian Dupiarandi Pinga Chada Keta Deka Dupiarandi Pinga Chada keita deka Jumosorangi leche A keita deka Sawande alune Rimaji malahi Jumosorangi leche Aketa deka Kolian de gitandi Sura nusa majake Kolian de gitandi Sura nusa majake Dueka gita piaranda Gaketa deka Dueka gita piaranda Gaketa deka Tumosonangi leche Aketa deka Sawande alune Rimaji Malahi Tumosongrangi Leche Aketa Deka Koshri Swarangandi Mila Jawete Koshri Swarangandi Jawete Tujulapan di Chanhate Aketa deka Tujulapan di Chanhate Aketa deka Tumosongangi leche Aketa deka Sawande alune Rimaji malahi Tumosongrangi leche Aketa deka Me barabara nena de 
जामापिलादु मेवार वारने नदे जामापिलादु तुए कवारी नजरान मिला के तादे का तुए कवारी नजरान मिला के तादे का तुमो सोंग रंगीले चे आके तादे का Sawande alune rimaji malai tumosong rangi leche aketa deka me jivan visaratere namalikadu. Jivan visaratere namalikadu tuwe kavari mere nalaketa deka tuwe kavari mere nalaketa deka. Tumo song rangi leche Ake tadeka Sawande alune Rimaji malai Tumo song rangi leche Ake tadeka मैं पाला कंचरा कला चुपा के तेनू मैं पाला कंचरा कला चुपा के तेनू तू दिला वाले वेरा चाहे आके तड़का Tudilavali verace, aketa deka, tumosong rangileche, aketa deka. Sawande alune, rimaji malai. Tumosong rangileche, aketa deka. Amarita jalaja, ambaran chobarase. Amarita jalaja, ambaran chobarase. Duekavari rija laga keta deka. Duekavari rija laga keta deka. Du mosong rangi leche a keta deka. 
Sawandeya lune Rimaji malahi Tumosong rangi leche Ageta dekam Sawan mahina di Masatik shayake Sawan mahina di Masatik shayake Tunajaran de tira Chalake chadeka Tunajaran de tira Shalake tadeka Tumosong rangileche Ake tadeka Sawandeya lune Rimaji malai Tumosong rangileche Ageta deka Dhamma mina ajan Ogea tera Dhamma mina ajan Ogea tera Dueka vari menu Ajamaketa deka Dueka vari menu Ajamaketa deka Tumosong rangi leche Ageta deka Sawandeya lune Rimaji malai Tumosong rangi leche Ageta deka Gracious Sawan has caused the drizzle to shower, at least come out in this intoxicating weather and see. We can hear the shower drizzling all around us. And of course, the month of Sawan in India is the rainy month when the monsoon comes. The next World Religions class will be November 20th, 2010. And I want to read a couple of things from Master Kripal. First is from the book, The Light of Kripal. This is chapter 79 in that book, called Woo Them by Persuasion which was given in the morning of March 20th, 1971, presumably at Rajpur. Master, my greatest problem seems to be truthfulness. And Master says, that's all right, that you do not keep this reserved, but at the same time, weed out. You say I'm taking poison daily a hundred times a day, but stop taking further poison. Do no more. 
That is what is wanted. It is good that you don't deceive yourselves, but you're not trying to weed out. Diary is the means to weed out. If you know that so many scorpions and snakes are underneath you, you must clear them out. Whatever poison you take can be cleaned from your stomach. Don't take more, that's all. When filling out our diaries, I find a situation where suddenly I become pretty egotistical. How do you sublimate that? This is difficult, of course, but not impossible. It is easier to be calm and quiet when you are in places where everything is at your command, your beck and call. But to maintain yourself when you are fighting the hard battle of life is what is wanted. You learn swimming where? In water. Not in theory or while on land, do you see? Swimming instructions are all right. Just move your hands and legs like this. That you learn in theory, but in water you'll have to really swim. Otherwise you'll drown. So in the hard battle of life, we have to be made into men. I was in the firing line for about four to five months, working under bombs and cannons booming and machine guns going off like the roasting of wheat. Still, I did my practices. So we have to learn like that. So anyway, he won't let you go into the wilderness and pass your life at the sacrifice of others, no. Wind up all give and take. Don't sow more seeds, that's all. Otherwise, action-reaction will go on. Master, you say we should mind our own business. When we see some people fighting or satsangis arguing or animals fighting, do you think we should break up people arguing? You are now talking about three fights, one between animals, two between ordinary men, three between satsangis. As for animals, I think they'll just kill you with their horns if you interfere. But even animals may sometimes give in by sweet tapping. But among the satsangis, everybody is a satsangi. I don't regard anybody as a non-satsangi because sat is there within everybody already. The only difference is that you have been given a way within, a clue, a contact with that. Others have the same privilege from God, but they have not yet been given a contact, that's all. So when you find fighting like that, kind words don't cost anything. Woo them by persuasion. Well, look here, it does not behoove a man like you to act in such a manner. You are not blamed, but the satsang with which you are connected is blamed. Master is blamed. Who is to blame for a dog who is biting everybody who comes to the satsang? The master, the owner of the dog, is he not? Persuade them to come round friendly. Don't broadcast. As I told you, he's such and such, he's such and such. That will make matters worse. Tell him privately, look, dear friend, this is not right. You'll find that he'll come round to his senses. Sometimes something happened in satsang. Possibly ten, twenty, fifty people might have followed the right way, except for one or two who have done the wrong thing. If you tell them, oh, this is wrong, then others will also know what is the matter. So tell them privately, 
this is not right, then I think everybody will come to their senses. If you say satsang will be blamed, satsangis of the master are blamed, we are here to glorify his name, we are doing quite the reverse while sitting at home, I think that will appeal to everybody. We are all workers in the field, you see. I'm a laborer in the field too, along with you. Just bring out the point in that way. Don't work like the unpaid apprentices of the CID of God. If you are helpless and you still have love for that man, tell your master, that's all. Pray for him. Because sometimes when you preach too much about something, right or wrong, that very thing affects them too. Forethought minus fear thought. A book I read in 1912 described how the Christian missionaries went to Japan and preached one commandment of Moses, don't strike a woman. Now then, in that country, they did not strike women. They did not beat them. They had very innocent lives. The result was, after a year's preaching, they began to strike women. That was the effect of their preaching on others. And if you preach, don't drink wine, but you drink wine, well... And one master also goes into this same point in the talk, Little, Little Things, of course, as many of you will remember. He says, if you preach, members of the temperance society preach, don't drink, don't drink. Don't is there, but drink is also there. And the result is many of them take to drink. It's a question of how our attention works. And it's, again, an illustration of the principle of nonviolence that when you fight something head-on, you actually make the opposition stronger. And so the best way is to persuade lovingly. When a child is besmeared with filth, wash it away lovingly. You cannot segregate him. Wash him with love. Blood cannot be washed away by water. Excuse me. Blood cannot be washed away by blood. Blood can be washed away by water. Sweet, loving water, that's all. We have to learn these things in life. As I told you, we have to learn swimming in water. Every day you'll find instances like that, you see. Daily, when you are called to an examination going on, are you successful or a failure? If a strong wave comes and strikes against a rock, that wave will come back with the same force or double force, come to the place from where it emanated, but if sand is there, the water will go through the sand. If somebody says something against you and you've got any inferment, if that element is within you, you'll feel, oh, that will affect you. Again, that will go back to him with double force. If a ball comes from that side and you return double balls, then three balls, then four balls, the result is a breaking action. If you call somebody names and if he returns the same, then there's double, then you go fourfold, then they go eightfold. The result is injury. If you don't return in the very first place, then. So keep your ground quite clear. No element of that. If anybody has something against you, let him have it, but you must not return anything, otherwise that will grow more. 
Kabir prays, O God, keep a man who always thinks ill of me in my compound. He says, why? He washes away my sins. You have to get your clothes washed by somebody by paying him. Is it not so? He washes away your sins. How? By as you think, so you become. Your burden becomes less, you see. When that man died, Kabir said, O God, the man who was looking after me has gone away. That's the angle of vision by which to see. If anybody speaks ill of you, see if that very thing is within you or not. Then thank God and thank him. The right thing will only be told by either your bosom friend, I would say, who is very faithful and very sympathetic, or by some enemy. He may magnify the situation, but still look to see whether it is truly there, even in the least amount. See, find out. Only then you will become freed of all these things. Now filth is being added day by day, day by day, day by day. It goes on multiplying. The diary has a very noble purpose. Only don't spare yourself, that's all. It's better to see these things and confess them day by day, not all at once when you are being punished. These are all helping factors. In previous times, as I've told you so many times before, masters gave something only when the disciples were quite prepared, quite clean, maybe after sitting at their feet for years. Now the times have changed. Nobody can sit at the feet of a master for a long time. So he gives initiation first, then asks you to maintain it, that's all. Diary is the means of maintaining what you have been given. At least you people get something, do you not? That is to be developed. If you have been given ten talents, make it twenty. If you're given forty, make it one hundred. Then your owner will give you more. You will become trusted. But if a man keeps his talents buried, then what? Will the master give him more? Our master used to give us instances. A man has three or four children. He gives each one something, keeping some in reserve for them. There are some who make more and more, and there are some who simply fritter away, losing the money in one way or the other. What does the father who has love for the children do? He keeps those things reserved for him only. Doesn't give it to him so that he may not spoil it. So he has a share for everybody. To those who just make more of it, he gives more. In abundance you will have. You will have it in abundance. And the question, it seems to me, habit plays a great part in man's life. If you're bound, fastened hand and foot, what can you do? And Master says, you can do nothing. You have to surrender. These outgoing faculties have bound us hand and foot. Having identified with the outside world, we have forgotten even our soul. So somebody should be there to unfasten you and give you some inkling or contact. Then you maintain it. But again, you bind yourself. Let yourself be bound by master. Do not bind yourself. Let yourself be bound. That's the equivalent of saying, it's his will, not my will. 
Ah, yes. Ultimately, we have come to that. We have to come to that. When we see that, then we are saints. When we can recognize his will, then we are saints. We won't grumble. We are sent down here in the realm of time and space, the realm of the negative power. Rules have been made already. When you work here, you must abide by those rules. You try to transcend, get out of that area, that's all. The strongest dungeon, stronghold, I would say, is man-body. If you rise above it, you are a little loosened. If you rise above the astral and the causal bodies, then you are free. There you recognize his will working too. So rising above body consciousness is most necessary. You will be loosened a little. It is not as tight as in the physical body. Even the rising above astral and causal bodies, this unfastening or loosening of yourself, is done by him, the God in man. If a donkey is there, laden with burden and stuck fast in mire, can he get out unaided? But if somebody takes pity on him, he would first unload his burden and then drag him out. There is some power. We are helpless, have become helpless, you see. We have allowed ourselves to be bound, and now we are very much bound. We want to be free, but we cannot be freed unless somebody has pity on us. Who can pity us? After all, we're children of God. When man feels perturbed, very much in agony, he prays, God help me. And God hears. He makes some arrangement to loosen you, that's all. If he loosens you, then you again go headlong down into the mire. That is not wanted. When you fly in an airplane, you are given life belts. If anything comes up, you have it on. But it protects only those who take seats in the airplane, not those who are out. Don't try to plunge out of the airplane. Even if you're thrown out by some misfortune, you've got the life belt, you see. This is one thing taught while you are flying in planes, is it not? Once when I was flying in Germany from one city to another, it so happened I saw a man fall out of a small airplane. The pilot turned around and caught him again in the plane. That's an actual instance. So the pilot won't let you fall out, even in stormy weather. On another occasion, while I was traveling in Germany in a small plane, there was a storm, hurricane, and we were tossing about like anything, here, there. Somebody injured his head, too. But the pilot brought us out safely. So a careful, competent pilot won't let you fall down, you see. But don't you plunge outside. We simply plunge out of ourselves. That was a strange event. He fell out of the airplane and the pilot turned around and caught him. So have faith in the master, the God in him. That's all I can say. God bless you. And I want to read a few sections from Master's talk, Don't Bend Your Elbows, which he gave during the 1972 tour, and which, if we read this, listen to this talk, in the light of the things he has said in the talk that we just heard, particularly that he doesn't distinguish between satsangis and others, because we're all satsangis, 
because sat, which means truth, is present in everybody. The difference between someone who is initiated and someone who is not is only time. It is a question of when. And the master is outside of time. He sees us all from that point of view. And he knows very well who is going to get initiation at one point and who is going to get it at another. So in the things Master says in this talk, he is very universalist. One thing about the path and about the teachings of the Masters that I have come to appreciate more and more over the years is their universalism. And universalism, as it is commonly understood, has two aspects. One is the recognition of the belief that all religions are of God and will serve as entries into the way back to God. And the other is that everybody will eventually get back to God, will be saved. In other words, the love of God is for everybody, not for one religion or another, or one guru's disciples or another, etc. That has come to mean a very great deal to me, and it is an absolutely basic assumption that the masters make. You don't always find them stating this, because it's like they take it for granted much of the time. But what they say has to be read against that background. So, Master says here, all Masters who have come bring the religion of love. They say that there is a maker of all this creation, that he is controlling all this creation, and that same power is controlling you in your body. God is love. Our soul is of the same essence of God. It is love innate in itself, and the way back to God is also through love. In the Bible is given the same thing. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Kabir and all other masters have said the same thing. So we are conscious entities. We have to love all consciousness. The attribute of love is that we have to identify with the object of our love wherever our love is attached. So we have to attach our love to God. But instead, we are attached to the whole world outside. That is what is called attachment. So masters say that the human body is the highest in all creation and the highest aim on the whole earth is to know God. They say that while on the earth there is the law of cause and effect. Wherever we are attached, we will go. Now as it is, we have come back again and again to this earth. If we had love for God, we would have gone back to God after leaving the body. So we must have that, you see, in this earthly life. If you develop love for God, naturally, after death, you will go to whom you are attached. If we are attached to the world outside, all over, then we will have to come back again and again. 
So masters tell us, love God, each in his own language, of course. The tenth guru of the Sikhs addresses all social bodies, all religious movements. Hear ye all, I tell you the truth. Whomsoever has love, he can know God. Now love knows service and sacrifice. Love knows no burden. Where there is love, there is no burden. So we have to love God, and God resides in every heart. And we are of the same essence as God. We are all brothers and sisters in God. Love is such an attribute, if you put it into your household affairs, there will be peace. If you put it into your society, there will be peace there. If you put an ounce of love into your country, there will be peace in the country. So love is the panacea for all ills, I would say. Love knows giving, you see. It knows sacrifice. Kabir says, so long as you are in the human body, give, give, give. The word for body in his language also means to give. So it is said, as long as you are in the body, give, give, and give. Giving away is true renunciation. So if we have love, we must give to others the best we can. If you make others happy, then you will be happy yourself. If you make others miserable, then you also will not be able to escape the misery. So once it happened that Lord Vishnu, who is the aspect of God, in charge of maintenance, invited all the angels and others of opposite qualities to a feast, and he arranged for them to sit in rows facing each other. Then Vishnu said, Well, dear brothers, dear friends, all this is for you. Eat to your heart's content. But there is only one condition laid down. Don't bend your elbows. Those who are only demons, or whatever you want to call them, thought, well, strange enough, if we don't bend our elbows, how can we put the food in our mouths? They considered it for long, but they could not comprehend it. They said, Lord Vishnu is just mocking us, refused to eat anything and left the place in disgust. But the angels who were sitting there said, these are the words of Lord Vishnu. There must be meaning behind them, something we don't follow. After calm consideration, it struck them, we can feed each other. So it was very easy, and all aid is directed. What does all this mean? If we make others happy, we will become happy. If we put others in bad condition, we will be put in bad condition. So if we want to be happy, we must make others happy. And moreover, you will find, once a devotee prayed to God, please come to my home. My prayer is you will please visit my home. God promised I will come on such and such a date. The devotee made all arrangements, you see, decorated his house with flowers, cleaned it throughout and put on really clean clothes. He sat at the door and waited for God. From morn to night he sat there, but all who came was one old man passing by who could not even walk properly. The old man said to him, Well, I am hungry. Give me some food. Half a loaf of bread, please give me. 
Nobody listened. So he passed on. That night the devotee said to God, Look here, you promised and you never came. I made all arrangements for you. But God said, I did come, and you would not even give me a half a loaf of bread. So God resides in every heart. No heart is without him. We are all brothers and sisters in God. If we give to others, we will become happy. We want to keep everything to our own selves. The result is that everyone wants to keep everything to his own self. This is attachment. And the result? Misery. All are unhappy. So those who are hungry, give them something to eat. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. If they cannot stand on their legs, then help them stand on their legs. It would be good. If it is good for you, would it not be good for others too? Truly speaking, we are all brothers and sisters in God. We are of the same essence as that of God, and God also resides in everybody. He is the controlling power within you. So if you love, well, love is God. God is love, and the way back to God is also through love. So parables are pregnant with meaning, you see. They mean something. They are meant for those of average intellect. If we are more intellectual, then it is given direct. Share with others, please. You see? The point is, God is light, and he resides in every heart. Take heed that the light which is within you is not darkness. Have you read the Bible? So any home where the light is lit, it looks very beautiful, does it not? If there is no light in the house and it is dark, then? So bodies in which the light is effulgent, in which the covers are shaken off and the light is effulgent, because it is there already, of course, but covered, that face and body becomes beautiful. Masters say that face is beautiful in which God is effulgent. That light shoots forth through the eyes. Whatever is there inside will come out through the eyes. If there is darkness, then darkness will come out. If there is light within, then naturally you will have light. You see, we have to leave the body. All saints, all incarnations, all philosophers and great beings did have the human body and they did leave. And you, you also have to leave someday. I don't think you have made any special arrangement not to go. So we have to leave the body. It is the first companion we have when we enter the world but when we go, it does not accompany us. So what are we doing? It does not mean that you should not maintain your bodies or that you should not pay off your debts to those members of your family with whom God has united you. It means that that is not the end all. After all, we have to go. You see, in the human body, we are bound within certain limits and free within certain limits. We have to square up all debts with those with whom we are connected as a result of reactions of the past. When the debts are paid off, we have to depart. Some come as sons, some as sisters, some as daughters, some as wives. 
there is a give and take. And when that is finished, then we have to go. Take the example of a train you see. So many people gather together from different stations. When the train stops, some leave the train, others rush in. And if you make friends with those who are on the train, will it last long? No. For the time being, so long as they are with you, if you have sweet words, kind words, you will be friendly and the few hours on the journey will pass all okay. If you are fighting, then? So we have to leave the body. And what are we doing? As we sow, so shall we reap. We are striking up friendships with the outside things. We are amassing things outside like anything. It is like we are, excuse me if I use the word, mad. It is sad. There is a parable the masters tell that has a very pregnant meaning. They say that God had four species left to whom he had not given the number of years they were to have on earth. One was man, one was donkey, the third was dog, and the fourth was owl. You see, he called for man and said, Look here, I am sending you to the world. What will be my fate? You will be head of all creation, you will be next to me. For how long, sir? Twenty or twenty-five years. That's not enough. Can't you give me more life? All right, wait, we will just see. If life is left over from the others, we will give it to you. Then came the donkey. God said, I am sending you to the world. What will be my fate? Well, you will be bearing burdens continually here and there, that's all. How long? Twenty-five years, thirty years? I will be killed, dear sir, give me less. So he gave him ten to twelve years, and the remainder he gave to the man. He said, yes, you are getting more, you see. And the third one, dog, came up. God said, well, we are sending you to the world. Sir, what is my duty there? You will be guarding your master's home, always half asleep, half awake. You will let nobody enter the building. You will bark at everybody. How long will this be, sir? Twenty, twenty-five years. My Lord, for God's sake, give me less. So he was given some ten years or so, and the rest was given to the man who was so fortunate to have it. And then came the fate of the owl. We are sending you to the world. What will be my fate? You won't be able to see during the day. Only at night can you see. During the day you will be dependent on others. For how long? Well, ten or twelve years. I won't be able to see during the day. Give me less, please. All right, and the rest he gave to the man. Now you see what we are doing. Consider calmly. When we are about 20 or so, we are on our own legs. We are starting our family. We are a man. As we grow beyond that stage, this malady is upon us. Amassing things, making our house like a storehouse, purchasing things from the store, carrying them back and forth, we buy dozens of unnecessary things. That is the period of the donkey he is enjoying, you see. Then he grows older. He has children who do not obey him. He is calling names, howling and growling like anything, guarding what he has stored up. That is the stage of the dog, you see. And when he becomes old, 
He cannot see well. He is dependent on others. No one to care for him. He is simply at their mercy. And if they give him something or not, he says, all right, because he is dependent. This is the stage of the owl. So this is our fate. The human body is the highest in all creation. We should be more loving. Love God and all things shall be added unto you. We love the world and all things are not added. But of those that are, not a single thing goes along with you. Even the body that you bring as your first companion, even that does not go along with you. How will all the other things you have got? So masters say, look here, brother, you should do what? Earn your money with the sweat of your brow by honest means and just make yourself stand on your own legs and others who are connected with you. And also, if possible, let others share. Man is one who shares with others, is of use to others. Animals are of use to their own selves and their families. If we also behave like that, then we are no better. One saint says, look to the face of the animals. God has made it pointing down toward the ground. If they are attached to the world, it's all right. But, O oh man, your face is upward. Look upward to God. So to earn money is all right, but that money should be earned to let you stand on your own legs, pay off all debts to those connected with you by God as a reaction of the past, and also share with others who are needy, who are hungry, who are in bad condition. If you have love for God, won't you give everything to others? Because we congeal everything to ourselves, you see, the result is selfishness, tyranny, sucking the other man's blood. Is it not? Just as the parable shows, don't bend your elbows. I think if you would do like that, you would eat more if others put in your mouth, is it not? So the main object in the human body is to know God. What we are doing is just like a man caught in conscription, you see. He has to work from morn to night, he is of no use to his own self and no use to his household. Conscription. You have to work all day, but not for your own self, not for those connected to you. But when you go, you go all alone. The impressions of the world go along with you, and wherever you are attached, you will go to that very place. If you are attached to the world, you will have to come back to the world. If you have sucked anyone's blood, now in the next birth he sucks your blood. On the surface it may seem to be he is being wrong with me, he is a tyrant, he is cruel, but who knows what is the reaction of the past, you see? So things happen like that, but then God's grace descends because the human body is the golden opportunity in which we can know God. And the one on whom his grace and compassion descend, he is brought in contact with someone who can open his inner eye to see the God in him, the light which is already innate in him. All covers he shakes off. And he who has been able to shake off these covers, he is fortunate. When God descends, that is his grace to you, because in the human body only we can know God.
That is what is meant. This is what is meant by love. Live always giving, giving, giving. You won't lose, you see, mind that. The more you give, the more you will have. The more we congeal everything to ourselves, you see, the more miserable we are. So masters always advise first, stand on your own legs by the sweat of your brow, honest means. Because if you squeeze the blood of others, naturally the reaction will come. They will also squeeze your blood someday. And moreover, these contacts are for a temporary period to wind up all give and take, just as you go on the train. When your station comes, you jump down. Others may be dragging you, but you don't remain on the train, do you? Similarly, when the give and take is up, the man has to go, whether all are crying or not, wishing you could remain. No, you cannot, you see. But the angle of vision changes when you see that light of God within you. You do see what is to happen because your vision is clear. Now in our present state, the angle of vision is not clear. We say, this wrong has been done to me, this is my friend, this and that. But what did Christ say? Those who do the will of my Father, they are my relatives, mother and brother. All others, brothers, sisters, are only for the purpose of give and take. So this is one thing. If you love God, all things shall be added unto you. God resides in every heart. You will love all, even animals, even birds. Once in the days of Lord Buddha, there was one hunter who sent up an arrow and hit the wing of a bird and made it limp so that it could not fly. And the bird went up to the Buddha, because man radiates whatever is in him, and love was in him, and the bird came up. So the Buddha took him and put him under his arm and said, This bird is mine. The hunter said, No, it is mine. But the Buddha said, If it had been yours, it would have gone to you. Do you follow? Those who radiate love, everybody will be yours. But our love should not be acting and posing. Our thoughts are very potent. They are radiated. Others do know at heart what you are doing. So this is what is meant by love. We know so much. Unless we live up to it, nothing will come out substantially. Does it not appeal to you, what I have told you? It is common sense, love, you see. No philosophy to infer. It so happened at Lahore that the sweepers once had a strike. Nobody went to anyone's house to clean their filth. Within three days, no place was clean. The halls were embedded. You could not breathe. What did they do? There was one way out. They could have taken all the filth and together taken it someplace out of town. But instead, they threw their filth in each other's homes, and everyone did the same. They wanted to make other homes filthy, so all homes became filthy. This is what you were doing. This is the angle of vision from which the masters see. And those who live up to what they say, they become happy. So we'll hear something from Sanchi. Parampita Pamak 
ਸਾਵਣ ਕਪਾਲ ਦੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਨਮਸਕਾਰ ਹੈ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਗਰੀਬ ਆਤਮਾ ਤੇ ਰਹਿਮ ਕਰਕੇ ਆਪਦਾ ਜਸ ਕਰਨ ਦਾ ਮੌਕਾ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਸੈਲੂਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਟੂ ਦ ਪੀਟ ਆਫ ਸੁਪਰੀਮ ਫਾਦਰਸ ਲਾਰਡ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਸਾਵਨ ਐਂਡ ਗੁਰਪਾਲ ਹੂ ਹੈਵ ਬੀਨ ਮਰਸੀ ਔਨ ਦ ਪੂਰ ਸੋਲਸ ਹੈਵ ਗਿਵਨ ਦੀ ਅਪਰਚੂਨਿਟੀ ਟੂ ਸੇਵ ਦੈਟ ਲੋਈ los pies de los padres supremos Dios todopoderoso Salomón y Cristal quienes derramaron misericordia sobre nosotros las pobres almas y nos dieron la oportunidad de cantar su gloria Santo Mahatma ese visamal andar ahí ese vimbol andar ahí ya aje de mahatma hai ya hazaron saal pehla aaye mahatma ਸਾਰਿਆਂ ਦਾ ਇੱਕੋ ਹੀ ਉਪਦੇਸ਼ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਇੱਕੋ ਹੀ ਸੰਦੇਸ਼ ਹੈ ਹਾਂ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਅਲੱਗ-ਅਲੱਗ ਭਾਸ਼ਾ ਅਲੱਗ-ਅਲੱਗ ਅਸੀਂ ਪ੍ਰਾਂਤਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਪੈਦਾ ਹੋਏ ਹਾਂ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਹਰੇਕ ਭਾਸ਼ਾ ਸਾਡੇ ਸਮਝ ਨਾ ਆਉਣ ਕਰਕੇ ਹੀ ਅਸੀਂ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਅਲੱਗ-ਅਲੱਗ ਸਮਝਦੇ ਹਾਂ no matter in what religion the mahatmas have come no matter in which part of the world they have come but whenever they have come they all have the same message they all have the same teachings no importa en cuál religión hayan venido los mahatmas ni a cuál país o hayan tomado nacimiento los mahatmas todos han traído siempre el mismo mensaje even the mahatmas who have come in the present time and also the mahatmas who might have come thousands of years ago inclusive el mahatma del presente del momento presente o del tiempo presente trajo el mismo mensaje como el que trajo el mahatma que estuvo acá hace miles de años they all have the same teachings and the same message of course because of the different languages and because of the different provinces different places where the mahatmas have come we understand that the mahatmas were different but in fact they all were the same and the teachings and the teachings were the same todos eh, trajeron las mismas enseñanzas trajeron el mismo mensaje por supuesto que debido al lugar donde hayan nacido eh, por eso el idioma que hablaba cada uno era diferente y por eso entendemos nosotros que ellos eh, trajeron enseñanzas distintas pero la verdad es que no importa donde hayan nacido los mahatmas siempre sus enseñanzas y el mensaje que han traído ha sido el mismo ਸਤਿ ਪਹਿਲਾ ਬਸੰਤ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਦੱਸਿਆ ਕਿ ਇਹ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਚੱਲਦੀ ਫਿਰਦੀ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਨਜ਼ਰ ਆ ਰਹੀ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਕੋਈ ਨਾ ਕੋਈ ਬਣਾਉਣ ਵਾਲਾ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਕਿਸੇ ਨਾ ਕਿਸੇ ਦੇ ਸਹਾਰੇ ਚੱਲ ਰਹੀ ਹੈ ਸਤਿ ਤੋਂ ਬਾਅਦ ਸੇਮ ਸੇ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਸਟੈਲਸ ਦੈਟ ਦਿਸ ਮੂਵਿੰਗ ਇਨ ਫੰਕਸ਼ਨਿੰਗ ਵਰਲਡ ਵਿਚ ਵੀ ਸੀ ਵਿਦ ਆਵਰ ਆਈਸ ਦੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਸਮਵਨ ਬਿਹਾਈਂਡ ਦਿਸ ਕ੍ਰੀਏਸ਼ਨ ਦੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਸਮਵਨ who has created this creation and there is some power on whose support this work is moving along Los maestros nos dicen primero que todo que detrás de esta creación que vemos con nuestros propios ojos detrás de esta creación eh, que se mueve existe algún poder existe algún ser que la ha creado y ese poder la sostiene Kabir sahab Anwar sahab pan to pata lagda hai ke jitne bhi paasha de masle khade kare hai ਜਵਾਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਮਸਲੇ ਹੈ ਪ੍ਰਾਂਤਾਂ ਦੇ ਇਹ ਸਾਰੇ ਜਿਸ ਨੇ ਇਸ ਦੀ ਰਚਨਾ ਕੀਤੀ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਨੇ ਖੜੇ ਕੀਤੇ ਹੈ ਫਰੋਮ ਰੀਡਿੰਗ ਦੀ ਅਨੁਰਾਗ ਸਾਗਰ ਆਫ ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਵੀ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਨੋ ਥੈਟ ਆਲ ਦਿਸ ਡਿਸਪਿਊਟਸ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਪ੍ਰੋਬਲਮਸ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਦ ਡਿਫਰੈਂਟ ਲੈਂਗੁਏਜਸ ਐਂਡ ਡਿਫਰ
by the one who has created this creation. Cuando leemos el Anurag Sagar, llegamos a saber que todos los problemas y discusiones que surgen debido a los diferentes idiomas o a las diferentes provincias han sido eh, creados por el creador de esta creación. Además, los santos nos dicen que existe un solo Dios y la forma para llegar donde Él también es una. They also say that God Almighty, for whom we are searching, and our soul is the essence of the same God Almighty, and for whom we are searching, if we would go in the laboratory of the human body, and if we would manifest Him there, if we would search for Him there, only then we can have Him. También nos dicen que eh, Dios Todopoderoso a quien andamos buscando y Dios Todopoderoso eh, como el alma es de la misma esencia de Dios Todopoderoso y andamos buscando, debemos ir al laboratorio de nuestro cuerpo, debemos ir hacia adentro y solo de esta forma le podremos manifestar. <tose> The Mahatmas do not come in this world to teach us to fight with the others. They come in this world to make us through the devotion and meditation of God Almighty and make us meet with Him. They do not make us hold the sticks and the weapons in our hands and fight with each other. Saints and Mahatmas do not come to break our existing religions and the communities and also they do not come in this world to create any new one. Not the Mahatmas come to make us carry the burden. In fact, they take care of their of themselves. By themselves, they take care of their own burden. Saints and Mahatmas do lovingly tell us that all this moving world which we see with our eyes, 
all the divisions and the great divisions of this earth, the planes, and all these planes, all these places. Nagari Power is the creator of all these planes, and he did the devotion for a very long time, and he peace Satpurush, and in the return, as a reward, he got this creation and he got this permission to create this creation. Los santos y mahatmas nos dicen que esta creación que percibimos, esta creación que está en movimiento continuo, ha sido creada por el poder negativo. Él hizo la devoción de Dios, de esta forma Dios estuvo complacido con él y le dio las almas y cuando tuvo las almas, entonces desarrolló esta creación. Saints also tell us that it is only our bodies which are born and which die, which come and which go. Los santos también nos dicen que, que son solo nuestros cuerpos, los que nacen y mueren, los que vienen y se van. The soul never comes, it never goes, she is never born, she never dies. El alma nunca ni va, ni viene, ni, ni, ni nace, ni muere. She is immortal, no fire can burn her and no night can cut her. Es inmortal, ni la puede quemar el fuego, ni tampoco la puede cortar un cuchillo. Santo Mahatma das ser atmanu sandesh de devasti amde hai, obi paramatma de hukumatava kaunde hai, kena kena atmanu una ne sandesh dena hai, kena nu nahi dena, kena nu una kis de jiriye balauna hai, ya khud uthe jaake una de Saints and Mahatmas come only to give the message to the souls. And that also they do in the will of Lord Almighty. <laughs> only they know that to which soul they have to give the message and to which souls they don't have to give the message. They know that to which soul they have to encourage and how they have to bring that soul to them. And also to which soul they have to go themselves. And now Chasucha Abdesh Mahatma Nida Atma Vaste Hai Jinna Chikarta Osan Sara Chirende Hai ਉਹਨਾਂ और जेले महात्मा सारे संसार वास्ते आए हुए हैं, उन्हें उनके खास बेरे विच फिर के विच अपन बंद कर देने हैं, ये क्यों कर दें हैं? आप दे पेट वास्ते या मान विड़ेरी वास्ते, ऐसे वर्ड सी उन्हें मार्ग दे प्यारा ना की बेनसाफी कर सकते हैं, जेले सारे संसार वास्ते आमदे हैं, बस ये किस तरह which the masters bring for the soul are well understood and they are well followed as long as the masters live in the body. 
es comprendido por las personas realmente mientras el maestro se encuentre en el cuerpo. But when they go back to the origin from where they have come into this world, when they leave this physical world. Pero una vez cuando ellos regresan a su origen, una vez que ellos eh, se van de este mundo físico, after that we the worldly people for our own interest. We distort the teachings of the masters. Pero después de que ellos se han ido, nosotros las personas mundanas tergiversamos sus enseñanzas. And we combine the teachings and the messages of the masters only to a small group or a small place. Y limitamos también las enseñanzas y el mensaje de los maestros a una comunidad o algún sitio muy pequeño. And we give the teachings of the masters the form of a religion. Y les damos las enseñanzas del maestro y les damos una forma como si fueran una religión. The teachings and the messages of the masters were for the entire world. Las las enseñanzas y el mensaje del maestro era para el mundo entero. But we, the worldly people, for our own interest, confine their teachings to a very small number of people or a small place. Pero nosotros, las personas mundanas, por intereses personales, limitamos sus enseñanzas y las reducimos para que sean apropiadas para solo unas cuantas personas o para un sitio o un lugar muy pequeño. What more injustice can we do to such great masters who had come for the benefit for the whole world? ¿Qué injusticia más grande se le puede hacer a aquellos maestros quienes trajeron las enseñanzas para el mundo entero? Santo Mahatma Kunama. Our final bhajan is on page 160. Jisake Siri Swami. One who has you over his head, O Lord, how can he suffer any pain? Being intoxicated with Maya, he doesn't know how to speak, and he doesn't remember death. O my Ram Rai, you are of the saints, and the saints are yours. Your servant has no fear. Not even the angel of death can come near. Those who are dyed in your color, O Swami, their pain of birth and death has fled. No one can erase your blessing, O Lord. The Satguru has given this consolation. Those who meditate on Nam receive the fruit of happiness, and they remember you day and night. By coming in your shelter and your support, they control the five evils. I don't know any knowledge, contemplation, or deeds, and I don't know your greatness. Nanak says, Satguru is greatest of all. He has saved my honor. One who has you over his head, O Lord, how can he suffer any pain? Bhajan of Guru Arjan Dev on page 160. <laughs> So do kaisa pave, jiske sireu paratu swami, jiske sireu paratu swami. So do kaisa pave, so do kaisa pave. Bolan jane maya madamata, 
बोलन जाने माया मद माता मर न चितन आवे मर न चितन आवे जिसके सिर ऊपर तू स्वामी जिसके सिर ऊपर तू स्वामी सौदुख कैसा पावे सौदुख कैसा पावे मेरे राम राई तू संता खा संत थेरे मेरे राम राई तू संता खा संत थेरे तेरे सेवक को भोकिच नाही तेरे सेवक को भोकिच नाही जम नाही आवे नेरे जम नाही आवे नेरे जिसके सिर ऊपर तू स्वामी जिसके सिर ऊपर तू स्वामी सो दुख कैसा पावे सो दुख कैसा पावे जो तेरे रंग राते स्वामी जो तेरे रंग राते स्वामी तिनका जन्म मरण दुख नासा जन्म मरण दुख नासा तेरी बक्शन मेटे खोई तेरी बक्शन मेटे खोई सतगुरु खा दिलासा सतगुरु का दिलासा जिसके सिर ऊपर तू स्वामी जिसके सिर ऊपर तू स्वामी सो दुख कैसा पावे सो दुख कैसा पावे नाम दयायन सुख फल पायन नाम दयायन सुख फल पायन आठ पहर आराधे आठ आराधे तेरी शरण थेरे बार वासे तेरी शरण तेरे परवासे पांच दुष्ट ले साधे पांच दुष्ट ले साधे जिसके सिर ऊपर तू स्वामी जिसके सिर ऊपर तू स्वामी सो दुख कैसा पावे सो दुख कैसा पावे ज्ञान दियान किच खर मन जाना ज्ञान दियान किच खर मन जाना 
सड़न जाना तेरी सड़न जाना तेरी सब तेवाड़ा सतगुरु नानक सब तेवाड़ा सतगुरु नानक जिन खल राखी मेरी जिन खल राखी मेरी जिस किसरे ऊपर तू स्वामी जिस किसरे ऊपर तू स्वामी सो दुख कैसा पावे सो दुख कैसा पावे One who has you over his head, O Lord, how can he suffer any pain? May God bless us all.